praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. On Friday, we had our video. And does anyone remember the title or the theme of the video? Divine Restoration. And if you were not there and you were not following online, please make sure you go and listen to the, uh, to, I believe we have the recordings on YouTube, right? We have it on YouTube. Please make sure you do because the Lord keeps, actually I was, in, I was almost going to change my message this morning, but I don't think that's what the Lord wants me to do. Please go and listen to that message and pray the prayer points there. Because God is doing the work of restoration in somebody's life. Amen. I said, God is doing the work of restoration in somebody's life. Amen. And he will perfect it in Jesus' name. Amen. We said there are about seven things that the Lord was, I mean, highlighting for us. But we mentioned only two. And two very important ones. Number one, restoration of errors. There are many things you encounter, you go through in life that are not, I mean, they are for me because of mistakes you made in the past. But you know, God is a good God. Tell somebody God is a good God. He doesn't punish eternally. That's not our God. And he's willing to give somebody a restoration. Total restoration. Receive it in Jesus' name. And then we talk of restoration of losses. Losses. Whatever it is you have lost. Is it your health? Is it your goods? Do you, know, you remember the story of Jonah? Jonah was told to go to Nineveh. He decided to go to the opposite end of where he was supposed to go. Because of Jonah in that boat, what happened? The people that were in the boat started throwing their goods in the ocean. And brethren, everything they threw in the ocean, did they gain anything back? That was what is called total loss. They lost everything. Eventually, Jonah was also thrown in the ocean. But God already made an arrangement for Jonah to be swallowed by a fish. And after three days, he was uh, vomited at the shores of Nineveh. So he found out there was nowhere to run to. He went back to where God wanted him to go. Your, whatever loss you have suffered, it's not final. Somebody does not like that prayer. Or maybe, maybe you have not suffered any loss. Whatever loss I have suffered, it is not final. There will be restoration in Jesus' name. Zacchaeus said unto Jesus, he said, if I have taken anything from any man, I restore it how many fold? Fourfold. Fourfold. The message for someone here today, if you will be obedient and do what the Lord is asking you to do, when God is true with you, you will be far, far better than when you were, when all this started. Someone is here who keeps thinking of what happened when he was in Africa. Who keeps thinking of what happened when he or she was in Jamaica. Oh, when, when I was there, I had two drivers and I had three cars. Oh, when I was there, my house had, well, what, maybe 20 rooms. Even if you have all the money in the world, if you are told to build a house with 20 rooms here, when you think of the God's view, you will reduce it to 10. Is that not so? Whatever loss you have suffered, God will restore to you in Jesus' name. I said, God will restore to you in Jesus' name. The second message the Lord has for someone here today, you know that song? Joy cometh in the morning. 
Joy cometh in the morning. Weeping may endure for a night. For what? Tell somebody, my season of joy has come. I want to tell someone here this morning. Your morning of joy has come. And God will begin to do those things he has promised you in Jesus' name. Amen. Tell somebody no more waiting. No more waiting. As if he say no more waiting. No more waiting. I want to tell you that which the Lord promised you. How many days do we have before the end of March? Today is March 27. So there are four more days. That's wonderful. Within the remaining four days, somebody will have a testimony. Amen. And that testimony will not be ordinary. If you are looking for normal things, you, you, may, you, you may miss it. You will not miss it in Jesus' name. Because the, 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 the number four is the number for God's creative powers. And God is doing something creative in somebody's life. Receive it in Jesus' name. I say receive it in Jesus' name. You will not miss your testimony in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you once again. We lift your name on high. Be glorified in Jesus' name. As we continue your word, go with us. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we are praying. Psalm 136, verse 26. Psalm 136, verse 26. It says, Oh, give thanks unto the God of heaven, for his mercy endureth forever. I'm sure many of us now know that verse very well. Because we've been going over it for at least five or six weeks. Oh, give thanks unto whom? The God of heaven. For his mercy endureth forever. We've been looking at that topic, the God of heaven, for over a month. And we said, the God of heaven is the owner of heaven and earth. We say he's the one that enforces covenant. You know, a good example is the word God has given to us this morning. The word of restoration. Things that you thought were completely lost. And I'll give you a very simple example. A woman whose womb has been removed. Whose what? The womb has been removed. Is that not a complete loss? But humanly speaking, that woman cannot have a child again. But the God of restoration can do it. Amen? The God of restoration has done it before and can do it and he will do it for you in Jesus' name. So when we say he enforces covenant, when he makes a covenant with you, He's the one that he will come in and ensure that the covenant is perfected. All you have to do is be obedient. Testimony, be obedient. Be obedient. The general was sharing a testimony uh, um, recently, in fact, this morning. And he said there was a day he was traveling. And on his way, he passed a sister he knew. But the sister did not see him. Why did the sister not see him? She was engrossed in the bitterness of her situation. And what was it? She had maybe about three or four girls. And now she was pregnant with a boy. And she thought to God be the glory, now I will have a boy for my husband. And then she went to the hospital because for some time, you know, our women, our mothers, the baby normally will kick, right? For some time, the baby had not been kicking. So she went to the hospital for a check. And I said, uh, Woman, what has happened? The baby is dead. And we have to do an evacuation. So she left the hospital disenchanted, unhappy, and then she parked by the roadside. 
She was lost in thought. Apparently, she came out of the car and just stood there. And the general officer was just passing by and he saw her. She didn't see him. So when he saw her, he told the driver to stop. And he came out of the car and walked with his sister. She still did not see him. She was so much engrossed in her loss that for the first time, I am expecting a boy. And what has happened? The boy is dead. Until he spoke and said, oh, sister, so and so, how are you? It was then she woke up and she did not see him coming. And she narrated what had happened. And he said he just put his hand on her tummy. And as soon as he put his hand on her tummy, what happened? The baby that was there, the baby kicked. The baby, the doctors wanted to evacuate. Is that that's the terminology, right? That's what they say they do, isn't it? If a baby is dead, they will evacuate the baby. The baby they were going to evacuate kicked at the hand of the man of God. And he said, as we are speaking now, that baby that they wanted to evacuate those many years ago is one of the pastors in the redeemed Christian church of God. The God of heaven is, a, is one that enforces covenant. And the covenant he has with someone here today is a covenant of life. Amen. I say it's a covenant of life. Amen. Don't be afraid. You see, if the devil does not make noise, he's not the devil. True or false? He has to make noise so that you will know he's there. But you must learn to ignore him. However, when you ignore him, you are not ignoring him because he's the devil. You are ignoring him because what? You have Jesus. Tell somebody I have Jesus. Because when you have Jesus, <laughs> the Bible says, greater is he that is in me. That is in who? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You have Jesus. Satan cannot harass you. He can make the noise. He can make all the noise. That's his work. But God will come through for you. I say God will come through for you. We say the God of heaven is a helper. How many people here need help? He will help you in Jesus' name. We say the God of heaven is the incomparable God. Oh, I love that. Nothing and no one can be compared to him. The Bible says... Who has spoken and it has come to pass? Except who? The Lord of hosts. He didn't just say God. He said the Lord of hosts. What's the significance of the Lord of hosts? The Lord of hosts is a warrior. It's a warrior. Exodus chapter 15 verse 3 says, The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Tell somebody, my God is a man of war. He's a warrior, brethren. He fights for his own. He will fight for you in Jesus' name. Yeah. We say the God of heaven that there is fire in his presence. And that fire consumes. And whatever has followed you into this sanctuary today, that is not of God. The fire of God will consume in the name of Jesus. Yeah. And then last week we said the God of heaven is a giver. Say, and I'm sure someone here can attest to the fact that God has given you something. That which he has given unto you shall be permanent in Jesus' name. Amen. You will not lose the gift of God upon your life, into your life in Jesus' name. Amen. You will not lose the gift of life into your destiny in the name of Jesus. Amen. And so this morning for a few minutes, I want to just let us realize that the God of heaven prospers. The God of heaven does what? He prospers. He changes somebody's name 
to brother prosper. Have you heard of that day before? Somebody here will be called brother prosper from today onwards. Somebody will be sister prosper from today onwards. Because you will prosper. I said you will prosper. Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 20. Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 20. Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 20. In our Bible studies on Thursdays for some time, we've been looking at the book of Nehemiah. I think we've, we've gone on to at five. Brethren, there are so many opportunities for us to study the word. To study the word. Remember I said, the devil will make rest and you will ignore him. You can't ignore him when you are not fortified by the word of God. And many of us are Sunday, Sunday Christians. Even the Sunday, Sunday Christians is once in a while. The word of God is not rooted in us. There are, if you are a, 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 a conscientious member of this church, you have opportunities to know the word. But the choice is yours. Second, what is the choice is yours. You have to make that choice. And I went that way because we have been studying the book of Nehemiah and we still have a long way to go. The Lord will prosper you in Jesus' name. Amen. Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 20 said, Then answered I them and said unto them, The God of heaven, he will prosper us. That's what is the God of heaven. He will prosper me. Again, say, The God of heaven, he will prosper me. Now tell somebody the God of heaven. He will prosper you. He will prosper you in Jesus' name. He said he will prosper. He said, therefore we, his servants, will arise and build. But you have no portion, no right, no memorial in Jerusalem. So the God of heaven will prosper his servants. And when he prospers them, they will do what? They will arise and build. But those that want to discourage them, he said they have no portion, they have no right. They have no memorial in Jerusalem. In the things of that, that God is doing. If God prospers you, nobody can stop you. Do you realize that? If God prospers you, no one can stop you. The discouragement of Sambalat and Tobias cannot stop you. You only need to be focused on the assignment he has given unto you. See, brethren, if God prospers you, can you, can you remain hidden? It's not possible. When God prospers you, eyes will see, people will see and say, ah, God is doing something in our life. God is doing something in his life. And you know what? Not all the people that see are your friends. Is that not so? So some people that see will rise up against you. That is the proof that God is doing something in your life. That's why you must be prepared. That's why you must be prepared. That's why be prepared. Be prepared in the world. Be prepared in the place of prayer. That's why you need to be focused on that assignment. On the assignment of building his work and his house. Now, from what Nehemiah said there, he said, we, his servants, will arise and build. So if God will prosper you, number one, you must be one of his servants. You must be what? What does a servant do? Yeah, it's very simple. What does a servant do? My sister, you are right. What does he do? A servant serves. Either it's a he or a she. A servant does what? Serve. 
So when you are serving God, if you are serving God, the God of heaven will do what? He will prosper you. If you are counted as one of his servants, that's very important. In Ezra chapter 5 verse 11, Ezra chapter 5 verse 11, Ezra 5 11, he said, and thus they returned us answer, saying, we are the servants of the God of heaven and earth. We are what? We are servants. And we built the house that was built this many years ago, which a great, a great king of Israel built and set up. The servants of God must arise and build. Now, when you look at Romans chapter 6, Romans chapter 6, verse 16 to 18, we see what makes some of us unqualified to be servants of God. And there are two ways to it. When I say servant of God, I don't mean being a pastor. Because all of us were created to worship God. Created to do what? That's very important. When you worship God, the Bible says God is a spirit. And they that worship him must do what? In spirit and in, you see, we can all come together. Oh, thank God for the choir. They're doing a wonderful job. We want to worship God. We can all go on our knees. We are worshiping God. But there's a question. Is there truth in your worship? Are you worshiping him physically or are you worshiping him physically and what? Spiritually. Can he inhabit your worship? Can he inhabit your praise? Can God be associated with your worship? Very important. Very important. The Bible says, Know ye not that to whom you yield yourself servants to obey, his servants you are to whom you obey. And we are given two options. Sin unto death or obedience Unto righteousness. Now let's go to the next verse. But God be thanked, you were the servants of sin. You see, the Bible says here, you were the servants of sin. But some people are still the servants of sin. That's a choice you have to make. Can I say I was a servant of sin? Or am I still a servant of sin? Or have I been translated from being a servant of sin? To someone that obeys the word of God. That's very critical. Whose servants are you? Verse 18 says, Be made free from sin. You become the servant of? The servant of? Righteousness. What does that mean? What's another word for righteousness? Holiness. Holiness. No wonder the Bible says, Follow peace with all men. And what? Holiness. Without which no man can see the Lord. Brethren, Christ will come back one day. Either we like it or not. And the test of either you will go with him or not is, where do you stand on this scale of what? Holiness. On this scale of righteousness. Are you a servant of sin or a servant of righteousness? 
Will you go with him or will he say, depart from me? For what? I know you not. There's only one thing that can make him not to know you. And that is sin. So the first test is, are you one of his servants? The second test is, he said, arise and build. Servants arise and do what? They build. Or maybe I put it in a proper, better way. Servants of God build. They build for who? That's very important. Servants of God build for God. Are you building for him? Does he even know you? That, I mean, Nehemiah said, the God of heaven, he will do what? He will prosper us. He said, therefore, we, his servants, will do what? Will arise and build. When the children of Israel left Egypt, the Lord told them, ask from, your, from the Egyptians, jewels of silver, of gold, whatever you want. And the Bible says, God gave them favor before the Egyptians. Before the Egyptians. At the end of it all, the Bible says they did what? They, 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 what is the word? Is it they plundered them? They spoiled them. They got everything they wanted. And by the, when they were getting it, God did not tell them why they were getting it. Is that not so? Just get it. It's your wages. It's coming to you. Until they got to the wilderness. And the Lord said, build me a tabernacle. Tell the children of Israel to bring their offerings, their donations of the items to be used to build the tabernacle. It was then they realized, oh, of course, God has so much blessed them in abundance. It was easy for them to give for the work. Until there came a point in time that Moses had to send a message and say, and say the word, stop giving. We have enough. When God blesses you, he blesses you for a reason. But are you ready to do what? Rise and build? Because as you rise and build with the resources, the time, the knowledge, the wisdom he has given unto you, he blesses you the more. There are people in the house here who are supposed to be Sunday school teachers with the knowledge that God has given them. Ah, five years ago I was a Sunday school teacher. It was wonderful then. When you look at your life, now, and five years ago, you realize that these days you cannot even quote John 3.16 successfully. Because you've gotten to a point where you have be, you become too big to do what? To teach the word of God. And when you, you, you have no more time to teach what happens to that word, it disappears. There's something called the revelation of the word. God doesn't waste his revelation. That's why many of us, we pick the Bible to read. And it's so hard. If you are going to be truthful, how many of us have had that experience? You pick the Bible to read, and the thing just looks like, you, you, uh, thank you, Jerry, God bless you. I'm raising up my own hand too, because I've had the experience. There are times I pick the Bible to read, and I can't go beyond the, I mean, I can't even read a chapter. Not because Revelation opened and I'm, I'm, no. It just looks so hard. When the Lord wants your attention, do you give it to him? 
the Lord will help us. The servants of God must arise and build. Otherwise, they are not his servants. Haggai chapter 1. Haggai chapter 1, verses 5 to 11. Verses 5 to 11. We are going to read it. Haggai 1, 5 to 11. Haggai 1, 5 to 11. It says, now, now therefore, thus said the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Tell somebody, consider your ways. As if you may say, consider your ways. Verse 6. He said, you have so much, I'm bringing little. You know what? About three years ago, God gave us a word in this, in this church. And I've been saying it and I'll continue to say it. The Lord said in this church, he will raise up what? Anybody remember? He will raise up millionaires. And this is not a matter of I have $10,000 that convert to 1 million naira. That's not what we're talking about. He said he will raise up millionaires in this church. And brethren, God has spoken. His word will not go back. The question, and I asked, I, I remember I said it that time. The question is, are you the one or will he bring others that he will make? And I see the word of God being fulfilled. Because it's either you are ready to be elevated to that rank, or if you choose that you are not ready, what will he do? Uh, talk now. He will bring others that will take that place. But the word of God has come forth. It will not go back to him void. I will be accounted among those that his blessing in Jesus' name. Don't say amen for me. Pray for yourself. Say, I will be counted among those his blessing in Jesus' name. Look at what this passage is. He said, you have so much and bring little. He said, you eat, but you have not enough. You drink, you are not filled with drink. You clothe you, but there is not warm. He that earned wages, does one, earned wages to put it into a bag with holes. Verse 7. Go to verse 7. He said, thus said the Lord of hosts, do what? Tell somebody, consider your ways. That's very important. We are going to study. You can put it. It's verse 5 to 10. Consider your ways. Examine yourself. Ask yourself that question. Where do I stand as a servant of God who is called to do what? To arise and build. Do you know you can never build for God and lose out? Anybody knows that? You can never build for God and lose out. I, I don't know if I have the time. I feel like telling one or two stories, but I've shared some of them with us here before. Our general said he went for a conference in the U.S., a Kenneth Hagin meeting. In that meeting, they were taking offering. And as they were taking the offering, a man stood up and said, whatever you will give, I will double it. And you know, human beings are very funny. Some people who did not want to give before, they will give and say, okay, we'll see how this man will double it. So they gave the offering. And they counted it. When they counted, maybe they said about $5 million. And the man stood up and said, is that all you can give? Ah. This is not this year. The Jew was a young, it was young then. The man said, is that, he said, okay, if that is the case. The, you know, our general said is a very interesting man. He said he made up his mind that I must go after this man and find out what is his story? How can he stand up in church and make that statement? It was a conference, not a, uh, a conference that had people from all over the world, of course. That's why he was there. And so he went and met the man. Sir, I don't understand. 
How can you give such a challenge? And with that, that much contribution, and you are still going to double it? And the man told him his story. It's a very simple one. When he started his business, he made up his mind that 90% of the income of that business will go to who? Will go to God. That he will keep 10%. It's, it's very simple. But it's very difficult. True or false? And that was the covenant he made with God and he started that business. Of course, you know, when you talk of income, I'm an accountant. It doesn't mean that every revenue that comes, you say you are giving to church. No. You have the income and the expenses of the business. You have the profit of the business. So the profit of the business now decides that, okay, 90% will go to who? The work of God. And that's how God catapulted him. And he became very rich. And he kept to that promise. So, number one, you must be a servant. Number two, we said, uh, you must arise and build. And the third thing is, don't compromise with Sambalat and other agents of the devil. Don't do what? In our Bible study on Thursday, we made a statement. We said the name Sambalat means strength. Those of us that joined us or were online will remember. We said Sambalat means strength. And strength the book of 1 Samuel chapter 2, I believe it's verse 9, says, for by strength shall what? Shall no man prevail. It's only by the grace of God that you can prevail. But in this society, we have many Sambalats. Many what? See, uh, my brother, I just want to advise you. And the advice they are giving to you is what will do what? Take you away. From the path of God. You will survive. You will be sustained. But you will not flourish. You will continue to manage. And you say, ah, thank God I'm strong. Ah, God did not call you to struggle. Tell me what God did not call you. To struggle. No. Your hard work will be rewarded. God is a God that prospers. There will be challenges. But do not compromise. With Sambalat and other agents of the devil. There is something called distraction. I mean, I was know what distraction is. Distraction. I always give a very simple example. On a Saturday morning, you are sitting at home, you are relaxing, you are enjoying yourself, no phone call, nothing. The moment you decide to do either of two things, either to read the Bible or to do what? The phone will begin to ring. You think it's ordinary. That's the time you should ignore the phone. Because the devil knows you want to go a step higher. Are you ready to go higher? You go higher in Jesus' name. Distractions will come. They will come. That's what Sambalat stands for. You must not compromise with Sambalat and other agents of the devil. What makes the difference in the life of a man? What makes the difference in the life of a woman? It's the blessing of God. It's the blessing of God that makes the prosperity of God to stand in the life of a person. It's the blessing of God that will make God to do what? To prosper you. We all know the book of Psalm chapter 1. Psalm 1 verses 1 to 6. Psalm 1 verses 1 to 6. It says, Blessed is the man 
that walketh not, number one, in the counsel of the ungodly, number two, nor stand in the way of sinners, number three, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. That is loaded. That's another message on its own. But when it says, blessed is the man, who is the one that blesses? Who is the one that blesses? God will bless you. Even that one, some people don't like it. I say, God will bless you. I say, God will bless you. Your life will be a blessing in Jesus' name. Verse 2 there says, His delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. There's a song we sing that says, It pays to serve Jesus. Everybody knows the, how that song goes. Da, 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 da. Da, da, la, la, la. I'll be a true soldier. I'll die at. And so on. But what I'm trying to bring out is it pays to serve Jesus. He will bless you and he will make you a blessing. I say he will bless you and he will make you a blessing. You need God's blessing if you will prosper. You need God's blessing if you will prosper. How do we obtain this blessing? You can be blessed by your parents. You can be blessed by who? By your parents. Many of us have closed that chapter. Some of us have not spoken to our, with our parents for, I don't know, maybe years. Your parents that did not kill you up to now, they cannot kill you. Not even now that you are a child of God. But you can be a blessing to them. They know it too. They know it when they have gone wrong. But the Lord that has kept you will continue to keep you. And he will not just keep you as uh, to be struggling. He will keep you to prosper you. I say he will keep you to prosper you. The Bible says, honor your father and your mother. That your days may be long upon the love which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Honor who? Your father and your mother. When God called Abraham, God blessed him. Is that not so? God blessed him. Remember, we started by saying God is a God that enforces covenant. He just told Abraham, Oh, yeah, I know we, we talked about it in our Sunday school this morning. Go. Go to a place I will show you. Abraham obeyed. God blessed him. Before Abraham died, he blessed Isaac. He released blessings upon, uh, upon Isaac. When you look at uh, 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 Genesis 22, 17 to 18, you see where God was giving the assurance to Abraham. He said, in blessing, I will bless you. In multiplying, I will multiply your seed as the stars of heaven. So as he was blessing Abraham, he was blessing the seed of Abraham. I want to tell someone here today, you are blessed. Amen. I say you are blessed. When Abraham, before he died, in Genesis 25, verses 5 to 6, Abraham blessed Isaac. The Bible says he gave all that he had unto Isaac. All. All the, uh, the other sons of the concubines, he gave them gifts and sent them away. Now, when you go to that same Genesis 25, verse 11, you see how God took over. God already told Abraham, I will, in your seed. Now, in verse 11, it says, after the death of Abraham, God blessed his son Isaac. 
And God is about to bless someone here today. I said, God is about to bless someone here today. Before the end of this month, remember how many more days? Four days. Some things that need to die will die. Because God is moving you higher. Because God is taking you higher. When Isaac was going to die, Isaac blessed Jacob. In Genesis 27, verse 27 to 29, you can just put it down. Genesis 27, verse 27 to 29, we're not going to read it. Now, when Jacob himself was going to die, you know, Abraham had one son, at least, son of promise, Isaac. Isaac had one son of promise. And who was that? Jacob. The, 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 the promise God gave Abraham was to be fulfilled in the 12 children of Jacob. But Jacob now also had his own beloved, the person he loved the most among his children. And so in Genesis 49, verse 22 to 26, we see where Jacob was blessing Joseph. So Isaac, I mean, Abraham blessed Isaac, Isaac blessed Jacob, and Jacob blessed who? Joseph. Remember Joseph was not the firstborn, right? He was the second to the lastborn. But Jacob did not stop at just blessing. Everything Jacob did, he did in excess. He didn't stop, just stop at blessing uh, Joseph. He cursed Reuben. That same Genesis chapter 49, verses 3 to 4. I'm going to read that one. Genesis 49, verses 3 to 4. Jacob said, Reuben, thou art my firstborn, my might, the beginning of my strength, the excellency of dignity, the excellency of power. Unstable as water, thou shalt not excel. And he gave the reason. He said, because thou went up to thy father's bed, then defiled thou it. He went up to my couch. I pray for someone here today, you will excel. I said you will excel. Whatever will pull you down from the path of excellence, I approve for your life in Jesus' name. Jacob blessed Joseph, but he cursed Reuben. Go through your Bible. Nothing excellent came out from the tribe of Reuben. Because of that word. And today we'll talk about Joseph. And we'll talk of Judah. We'll talk of the other ones that were blessed. Obedience to God, brethren, is essential. If God will prosper you. Remember in Genesis 26, I believe, Isaac wanted to go to Egypt like his father did because there was famine in the land. And God said, no, don't go. Stay. Stay in this land. In a land where there was famine, Isaac stayed. And the Bible says, Isaac did what? He sold in the land. And they reaped what? A hundredfold. If God will prosper you, it doesn't matter if the price of food is going up or down. It doesn't matter if the price of gas is going up or down. It doesn't matter if the car you wanted to buy for $500 yesterday is now $5,000. If God will prosper you, it makes no difference. He will provide for you. And I want to tell someone today, the Lord will provide for you. The Lord will provide for you. The Lord will make you a blessing. The Lord will open doors unto you. 
There's just one thing that you must ensure. Because Nehemiah said unto Samuel and Tobias, he said, you have no portion in our God who will prosper us. You must have a portion in God. How do you have a portion in him? Are you a child of God? Have you given your life to Jesus? <laughs> That's the starting point. Nehemiah said, the God of heaven, he will prosper us. Because we have a portion in him. Because we know him and he knows us. But those who have no portion in him, those who are citadels of iniquity, those who are the representatives of Sodom and Gomorrah on earth, they have no portion in him, he cannot prosper them. You see them today, they are traveling, tomorrow it's gone. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. If you have no portion in him, he cannot prosper you. But I know his desire is to prosper you. Let's bow down our heads. Let's bow down our heads. Let's bow down our heads. I want you to examine yourself this morning or this afternoon. Is there anything that will make God not to prosper you? It's between you and him. Open your heart to him and say, Father, because of this, this, and this. The Bible says Jesus could not do any miracle or a serious miracle where he was born because of their unbelief. Maybe some of us, our problem is unbelief. We are so much steep in our logic. The logic that those that went ahead of you are just taking them nowhere. The logic that did not prevent them from dying. No matter what science does, men will die. And that's the logic we hold on to and say we are wise. No wonder the Bible says the wisdom of God is what? Wiser. I mean the foolishness of God is wiser than the wisdom of God. Why don't you open your heart to him this morning? Say, Lord, I come to you, unto no man. Touch me, receive me. Do what you alone can do in my life. Your word says you will prosper us. You will prosper me. Begin a new chapter in my life today. Prosper me, O Lord. Tell him, tell him, tell him, tell him. You say you are doing a work of restitution. In my own situation too, I need you to complete your work of restitution. Yes, talk to him. He's your father. You are here to meet with him. He's here to meet with you today. Oh, he said, we people may enjoy for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Tell him, my season of joy has come. Enough of weeping. Whatever is it that is making you to weep, tell the Lord, terminate this situation in my life. Oh, are you battling with any health challenges? Our God is still the Jehovah Rapha. The Jehovah Rufeka. The Lord that healed. He has not changed. He went to the cross for that reason. Yes, tell him. Does it look like you are stranded? Does it look like there is no way forward for you? There is a way forward. God has not brought you thus far to abandon you. Talk to him this morning. He's your father. Are you listening to us online or in-house? You are not born again? Just tell him. That's, you should be your first day. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Take control. I know I cannot help myself. I know you alone can help me. Write my name in the book of life. Write my name in the book of life. You have prospered those that went ahead of me. Prosper me too, O Lord. I am your son. I am your daughter. So shall it be in Jesus' name. Father, I commit your children to your hands. Every heart cry this day, you will answer by fire in the name of Jesus. You are the God that makes you there is no way. 
Whosoever looks stranded here, Father, open doors in the name of Jesus. Your word says, I have set before you an open door which no man can shut. Father, your children will walk through the door you have opened in the name of Jesus. Every door the enemy has opened, I declare shut right now in the name of Jesus. Within the four days remaining of this month, do a new thing. Give your children new songs. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We love you, Lord. For we have prayed in Jesus' name.